Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is the all this this podcast. Hello and welcome to the All-Time Mission Podcast, where you have yours truly, little B at Brunelli Sports, Chris, a.k.a. Hater. Char, uh, Supercharge 33 and Tyler at T underscore Demet. Thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we have a slow week of news with sports, so we're going to talk about some of the big news that's coming out of the NFL with uh, Doug Peterson and uh, Deshaun Watson and all that craziness that's going on in uh, Houston and Philadelphia. And we'll go ahead and talk about the first weekend of wild card or the super weekend of wild card games. The only one that has not played as of right now. And about to kick off is the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cleveland Browns. So let's go ahead and get into it, guys. And let's go ahead and talk about the Philadelphia Eagles uh, news with uh, Doug Peterson with last week's game with Sunday Night Football. Pulling Jalen Hurts is one big thing that I know a hater, Chris, wants to talk about. And then also the other news that broke today from uh, Chris Mortensen talking about that he will be meeting with uh, Jeff Larry, the owner of the Eagles, and not the general manager of uh, Hallie Roseman, which I find a little interesting that the general manager is not in this decision. Um, but it sounds like uh, Doug Peterson's job is on the line, and from what Chris was saying on the radio and on Twitter today is that this is more of a formality, and it's almost going to be that uh, Doug Peterson will be let go for uh, seeing a uh, the future differently than what the Eagles see. So uh, it sounds like Doug Peterson's going to lose his job, which I find asinine. How do you fire a coach who brought you to the Super Bowl two years ago or three years ago it was with Nick Foles? Multiple teams since then have tried to make something from Nick Foles, and they have not been able to do it. And you're going to get rid of the one guy who could make Nick Foles look decent and is a great head coach, and I would – imagine be on top of many people's lists and uh there's a thing that just came out too is that the new york jets are going to be looking to trade maybe for a head coach um this could definitely be a great thing for the new york jets is to maybe try to trade for doug peterson instead of going through the interview processes because we know they're not really great at it so it will be interesting, but I'll go ahead and hand it over to Chris because I know Chris wants to talk about Sunday Night Football and everything that Doug Peterson did pulling uh, Jalen Hurts. So, Chris, what do you got? Hmm, well, uh, um, we've all heard by now what, what, what they did, and it's it, 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 probably not that, you know, Philadelphia and their controversy. It, it seems like every, you know, every couple of years we got something going on with Philly. Um, it, it's the third quarter, and uh, it goes down the field. They have one drive. Aaron Hurts takes them down the field. And then they oddly enough don't put it on fourth down, which I found the window. And then the next drive, it went in the back of it, which is in the fourth quarter. So, so after the game, they asked him, 
why why didn't you admit that and then and said I want to get him wet. What? When you talk about you want to get inside wet, this guy's been on the team before you you seem to not of this guy to know what he is by now. You know he can get this guy's wet like it's a been day. To me, broke the unwritten rule of football, and that is it's a pennant, or not, it's not called a pennant, it's a title on the line. Wouldn't you, you play to win the game, right? Don't you play to win the game? Yeah. So, Peyton, I, we all know I don't like Jalen Hurts, but in no way is Nate Sunfeld better than Jalen Hurts. Nate's won't put Carson Wentz back in. Yeah, so, I mean, it definitely made no sense with the. Uh, I mean, like you said, I don't know if he has he been there for that long, Nate Sudfield. Yeah, he's been there almost four years now. I, I, I saw him. I watching him four years. Uh, I was watching him on the next day, and he talked about how uh, Nick Sudfield has been there for like four years now. I, I, I yeah. It's been three. I'm looking at it. He's been in the league since 2017, 2018, but he was not in the league in 2019, and this is his third year in 2014 or 2020. Yeah, he was not in the league in 2019. So when I don't know when the field, when was the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl run? No, it was 2018 or 2017? 2018. So yeah, he was he was on the team during the Super Bowl run. Um, He, that's just the only game he played this whole year. He played one game in 2017. I mean, he has very little game live games throws or whatever you want to call it, live game action. I mean, I've always liked Nate Sudfield. I always thought he could be a good prospect or what what he is, probably pretty much what he is. He's a just a good camp arm and a decent backup compared to some of the other backups. Guy. I would say he's a maybe oh, no, a little he's bit a more stout, than that. He's a stout guy. That's what he is. He's a stout yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm um, not sure what Doug Peterson is, but uh, – I, I'm just finding it asinine that he's even on the hot seat. I mean, I guess apparently J- Howie Roseman, who's been an awful general manager for the Philadelphia Eagles, is more important than a great head coach. Howie Roseman has been nothing but trashed and made horrible draft picks since he's been there, made awful signings since he's been there, and given out horrible contracts since he's been there. But they rather get, a, get, ri- get rid of a great head coach and keep Howie Roseman so that you can move to Jalen Hurts, who me and Chris both don't like. Uh, there's multiple reasons. I mean, even on Sunday Night Football, he was 7 for 20. You know, let's not act like everything that we said he is is what he is. He's an inaccurate, inconsistent quarterback with bad feet work or footwork. I mean, yes, he's going to make him – he does have some arm talent, and he could be good. But, I mean, he is not the answer for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's another runner of Lamar Jackson. He's going to be in that same tree with Lamar. I mean, yeah, Lamar uh, had a good day today running the football, nothing more. But I think the Philadelphia Eagles have a lot of issues, and I'm curious on what Tyler has to say about this. Tyler. Yeah. Uh, well, first, don't forget to add me into the crowd that don't like Jalen Hurts because I'm in that crowd too. Um, and I'll even go as far as saying, like, honestly, like, in a lot of ways, I think Nate Sudfield's probably a better player than Jalen Hurts right now. Uh, he's definitely a better passer than Jalen Hurts is. So 
I don't even know what to say as far as speculating why, you know, he, he pulled um, Hurts in that game. But just because it doesn't make any sense no matter what, like, either way you look at it, you know, one of their division rivals was going to get to the playoffs rather, you know, no matter what happened. Um, so I don't really know where the benefit is as far as, you know, who, who he was trying to benefit if he was trying to do it to lose the game on purpose. I don't know. Um, but as far as him being on the hot seat or he might get fired, I mean, that's that's insane to me. I don't know why. Um, you know, you said, too, I mean, the man won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. I, in my mind, and that alone, I mean, he deserves so much more credit than, than obviously what the Eagles are giving him because I think that there's a ton of teams that would be lining up to want to hire him um, I mean, I'm, there's there's head coaches on teams right now that that didn't fire their coach that would want him. So any of these teams yeah. that still have an opening, uh, they would be more than thrilled to be able to um, bring him in if indeed he is let go. Which, like I said, I definitely wouldn't support that. Sorry about that. I was trying to look something up, and there was still a stupid video on my uh, phone. Um, yeah, I'm trying to pull it up because, like I said, there's NFL rumors of teams reportedly looking to trade for a new head coach, and it's the New York Jets, obviously. So, are we willing this to fight with the New York Jets to find a trade for coach? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, Joe Douglas is an awful GM. He needs to go. How is he still on job? I don't know. Well, that's our new thing now. Yeah, I guess Joe Douglas said that Adam Gase is gone. Um, but I'm only bringing that up because if if this is the true rumor, Mill, and that it's reportedly that he is going to be let go, I'm the New York Jets on the phone right now, and I am calling them and saying, what do you want for Doug Peterson? If you're going to let him go, let us just have him. We'll take him right now. We have a young quarterback that he can help groom. And if he believes in Sam Darnold, because I still believe Sam Darnold could be a good quarterback in this league. He just been under Adam Gates for the last two years and no quarterback can do anything under him. And I'm that's the only reason he was ever good was because of Peyton Manning made him look better than what he ever was. But Adam Gates has had multiple opportunities to make somebody look good and he's destroyed multiple careers. I think Doug Peterson can help turn around Sam Darnold's career, and I would love to see him go there. But uh, just the news out there is ridiculous with him. I'm curious to see what happens this week with Doug Peterson, and it'll definitely be probably talked about next week on the podcast as well, whatever happens with Doug Peterson and moving forward. I mean, he says there's a chance for him keeping his job if he sees the direction that they see, which means moving on from Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts is our future and whatever but everything else that we got to remember this year with the philadelphia eagles is that they were decimated like the 49ers the 49ers made no excuses you're 100 right there i already can hear people yelling but i mean the philadelphia eagles were i think all 17 weeks put out a new offensive line i mean they were never healthy at offensive line zach hurts missed missed most of the year i mean they had no weapons most of the year i mean that's their fault for bringing in old Deshaun Watson and keeping Alshon Jeffrey going back to Howie Roseman, giving out a contract, giving it one to Alshon Jeffrey. And then, I mean, Jalen Rager was out for most of the 
time too at the beginning of the season. I mean, so what do you expect Carson Wentz with a bruised, hurt, battered offensive line? Yeah, exactly. Zach Ertz. I mean, you had Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson literally going out there like, okay, here's our practice squad and four string offensive linemen and six string wide receivers. Go win a football game. And they did their best. Their defense was good for a little bit, but then they got decimated. And then the Philadelphia Eagles are losing their defensive coordinator. I don't, we haven't brought that up, but uh, Schwartz has decided to walk away from football for one more year or for, for a year. His contract was up and he's going into retirement for a year and thinking about if he wants to continue coaching. So that's interesting. So the Philadelphia Eagles are already looking for a new defensive coordinator that was not on the, uh, Black Monday podcast because that really doesn't matter because that was retirement more than firing a head coach and it's a defensive coordinator. So it would be interesting to see if they just completely do a whole rebuild and say, go moving forward, Jalen Hurts is your guy. We're going to keep Hallie Roseman, trade or fire Doug Peterson. I mean, talking about going from a Super Bowl to going to complete bust in two years, Hallie Roseman did it. Okay, I'll we'll keep moving on here. What's that? How apropos of the Eagles. It looks like yeah, how they are. Yes. So it's, I, I mean, I feel sorry. Eagles, Go right ahead. Go right. Yep. Go um, right ahead. The super note that uh, that was talking about him for is you no, know, just because they're having a meeting and yes, uh, Chris Morton can say that there's an enemy that he could be fired, this doesn't see, uh, What's the plan going forward kind of thing? Because he has a retirement, they would like to know what, who's going to bring in. Like, See, and, not, and another I mean, thing I, I, is, his whole staff might They might ask him to fire his whole staff, and that would be the, the optimize, you know? From what Chris Mortensen says from his inside sources, obviously, right. they didn't want to. He had, he had a couple different inside sources. It was more on the direction of the team, a.k.a. what's your plan at quarterback, and do we see the same thing? AKA, Jalen Hurts. Yes, they're, apparently, they're in on the Jalen Hurts because he can he's maneuverable, and that's all he is. So Carson Wentz lost that because he got injured, and since then he's not been the same quarterback. He had the MVP run, and then he got hurt, and he hasn't been the same. Jalen Hurts is a very inconsistent, inaccurate quarterback who can escape with his feet who's a one read quarterback watch him just sit there and watch he reads one guy if it's not open he starts scrambling so what and if i up here and bring in the office coordinator and then again yeah pretty much so i'm fine with that i mean i feel sorry for spicy he's been on the podcast a couple times now oh fuck boy at 82 He's a diehard Eagles fan, and I'm. I would. Oh fuck yeah, but yeah, oh fuck, but yeah, we need to get him on the podcast or and get his takes on the Philadelphia situation because it's not old fuck boy. (laughs) He is not. Guarantee you that it's old fuck yeah, (laughs) but there it is. Um, moving on, we'll go move on to the Houston Texans. Another complete shamble of an off season for a team, and the ownership with Deshaun Watson and now even with the same news of uh, Doug Peterson, the Philadelphia Eagles, Chris Morrison came out and said that 
Deshaun Watson more than likely will be playing hardball for a trade. Even though his contract has a no-trade clause, he can play hardball and get a trade done. Very hard and hold to understand, but it sounds like Deshaun Watson is out and done with the Houston Texans after the hiring of Nick Cancero as their general manager. The owner promised that Deshaun Watson would be a little bit more involved, but uh, they didn't keep him involved, which, you know, to me, Aaron or Aaron Rodgers, a Peyton Manning, a Tom Brady, all these guys who are no offense to Deshaun Watson, who's never won a playoff game. And yes, he's the franchise quarterback, but you don't have that kind of leg, bud. I mean, you you shouldn't have a say on who the team's general manager is. That's the team's decision. You are a, an employee of the you know the team. These some of these players sometimes get a little too big for their head and thinking they should be more involved with some of these things. I get it when it's like a free agency or maybe a coach, you know, or a player contract, you know, giving their opinion and saying, hey, I want this guy around still. That's something different. But to say I'm more important or I need to be involved in the general manager of the whole team and who makes these massive decisions, get 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 real, dude. I mean, that's just asinine in my opinion. But I think it's funny that this is going to come down to a huge thing that it sounds like Deshaun Watson's done in Houston and he wants out. And the one thing that kept getting brought up by Chris is the one trade de- destination that he would like to go to is the Miami Dolphins with Brian Flores. Um, and that obviously means a package deal with Tua Tonga Lavoya is involved with him. And plus probably more, which would be probably have to be that first round pick, third pick overall going back to Houston if that actually happened. But uh, Chris, what do you have on the whole Houston? <laughs> what is the problem is that, again, no one in Houston, yeah, as you said, no one players calling the shot, but Houston has made him all that money. They put him both on the wall from Houston. But get rid of all his players, don't everybody, and then you fire a guy who's making those moves, and then bring in this you know, the same guy that from the same pedigree. That now, man, what's wrong on Trump or to, to, you know, pay it guy when you haven't even met him? Like, I get it. He was a boy of, uh, what's his name, Bob. But. Yeah, I mean, it, it it is a little too much from Deshaun to go this crazy. I mean, talk to the guy, try to figure out. I mean, yeah, he comes from the same pedigree as Bob, you know, Bill O'Brien. But, I mean, it doesn't mean he's the same person or right. make the same dumb decisions. That's, what, that's my only thing about it, but I didn't get it. You know, you see Tom Brady, the Tom Brady from the world in this, but... No, Tom Brady, that's the Super Bowl, and he can do what he wants. Yeah. Um, um, another big thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the other big news going on with the Texans is that the Texans have not requested interviews with uh, Eric Benhemi, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, and Robert Sahelian, the uh, 49ers defensive coordinator. And those are two big, probably the two biggest 
coaches, offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators on the market for a head coaching job. And Patrick Mahomes has texted and called with Deshaun, given his uh, vow for Eric to be the head coach and how great of a guy he is and how great of a coach he is. And, you know, Deshaun Watson is all about it and listening and wanting it. And the team's not even going to give him an interview. So that's another reason why Deshaun's very unhappy with the situation in Houston. Yeah, I just don't understand why, you know, I, I just thought it was for another time is, is that Eric Nemini is not getting, you know, the interviews that everyone thought he was. But Robert Sala not getting the interview is very surprising to me. Robert Sala comes off as announcing no nonsense and dialogue. Yeah. But some passion, like that, you would want to have moving feet forward. I don't know, I don't know what yeah. the Texans are doing. And as far as the trade for Tua Tyler Malola, that's, I don't know, that's all I hear say. We don't talk, talk about, you know, we're in our own mocks right now. We don't make up our own mock trades and do all that. But, well, yeah, well, I'm only bringing that up because that's what Chris Mortensen said, is that one of his preferred destinations would be Miami. And obviously right. for a trade to Miami, Tua is not enough. And, right. you know, Tua would obviously have to be part of that trade. That's the only reason that I was brought up. That is not my prediction. I'm just saying what oh, Chris I know, said. I know, I know, I know. Okay. I, I just um, that but, not what you were saying about his comments on that. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say any other anywhere else that he's interested in. He just kept going back to Miami. So, I mean, it's just a little interesting, something to look out for. But I'm really curious to get uh, Tyler's thoughts and opinions on the whole Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, what the thing is, is like, it feels like Deshaun Watson's been kind of um, over the Texans for quite a bit now. Because um, he was really pissed when – um, Hopkins was traded, obviously, he made that known. Um, and then now this, it's almost like the final straw, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, but in all reality, I, I don't think that Houston's going to trade him unless it comes to a point they have no choice. I mean, if he, yeah. you know, obviously, if he continues to make it a big deal and then, you know, threatens to not play and, and things get worse, and I say they have no choice at that point. But, I mean, I don't think, I don't see them doing it, assuming that things like, you know, calm down with him because, I mean, obviously he's a very, very good quarterback in this league, and they're not that easy to come by. So from their perspective, you know, I wouldn't be letting him go unless you absolutely have to. And there might be – there there may be a point where that is the case. Um, you know, as far as, like, him getting a say in it, I mean, I'm not really sure if he deserves a say or not, um, but – I guess it's just the fact that, you know, if the owner tells you, hey, you're going to get a say and then doesn't, that definitely can rub somebody the wrong way. And I yeah. also can understand why he why he would be uh, upset that they hired that guy in the first place because I think part of it, not it's not only about the, the Bill O'Brien, but it's also about the fact that, you know, the it happens all the time. These guys are always after these Patriots guys, and they hardly ever work out. So it's like yeah. – they they go to that first, hoping that it's going to work. But like I said, we know it very rarely pays off. Yeah, I mean, you, we at, could sit here. And actually, the, the, the executives have paid off better than the, 
and the head of the coaching. If I'm right, wasn't Bill Polian, uh, not Bill Polian, um, John Dor, the chief we were talking about him being John Dorsey. John Dorsey, right? He was part of that. Uh, I'm gonna say he was part of that. Part of that Browns, uh, original Browns. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he was part of the. Yeah, he was part of that. Uh, was he? Hold on. He was a pack. He was part. He was a Packers scout. Oh, Packers, they and hit the man. Nice. And for a touchdown. Nice. He fumbled. Uh, he fumbled. No, oh, okay. Fumbled. By the way, I'll fuck Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so no, I'm sorry. I thought he was part of the. I thought he was part of the. The uh, the New England Patriots staff of front office, but he's actually a Green Bay Packers staff member, which now I know that saying that out loud because he was a player for the Green Bay Packers back in the eighties. And I should have kept oh, that remembered, but he that, he was I he do remember that now. Yeah, he was he was talking about maybe him being coming back and being our general manager at one point, but now that's all coming back to me. I just thought for some reason he was part of the Patriots. But there is one because the, the Kansas City Chiefs no, tried to yeah, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs try to do it. The Cleveland Browns try to do it. I mean, every team has kept trying to be their own New England Patriots. Everybody's trying to build that culture. Well, not everybody's going to do it. Just, I mean, it has it's been very, everywhere. very – No. And the Houston Texans, like, as soon – Like, I don't know why, like, they got a hard-on. Like, because – So, apparently, the Steelers VP of Football and Business and Administration, Omar Khan, or possibly in uh, ESPN's Monday Night Football, Ruiz was in line for the Texans GM. And then all suddenly their uh, guy they hired came aboard and like the Houston Texans said, screw everybody else. We're like, we got a hard on. We're going to get like, we're just going after him like a deer in rut. They just no you know, blinders on and just went straight ahead after that guy. And they said, that's it. This is who we want. That's all we're going. They did it. They forgot their process. They completely just said, fuck the process. We're throwing the process out, and we're going to go after this guy. This is our guy. For whatever reason, because we got denied last year from him when we interviewed. We're, this is it. We got our guy now. And they just exactly. completely screwed all these. And that's what pissed off Deshaun, because according to Adam Scheffler earlier today, he uh, also wanted to note that one source said this week, after the Houston Houston traded Pro Bowl wide receiver Deshaun uh, DeAndre Hopkins last offseason, Deshaun's anger level was two. This time it's a ten. So he's pretty. I mean, he was mad about the Deshaun or the DeAndre Hopkins, which I wanted to bring up because Tyler said something. But he's a lot more pissed off about this whole situation. Right. And I mean, there's a lot of rumors. I mean, every all the big boys, Adam Scheffler, Ian Rappaport, Chris Morrison, they're all talking about it. I mean, there's they're usually where there's smoke, there's usually, you know, there's this smoke, but this sounds like there's a lot of fire behind this smoke. So this is something to watch for this off season. And I'm just interested to see what happens with it all. I mean, I can't imagine the Houston Texans trading Deshaun Watson, but if he, if, like Tyler says, if he, if he gives you no choice, but like, what is your starting level? I'm going to go ahead and ask you that. I'm going to ask Tyler first. Tyler, if you're if you're gonna trade him to the Miami Dolphins, because that's the only rumor spot we've heard, what are you asking from for the Miami Dolphins for Deshaun Watson? I mean, it would have to be a lot. Um, I mean, I'm not a fan of Tua, never have been, but I mean, just for the fact that you know 
he he is a, a you know a prospect and he was highly you know regarded. He obviously has to be in the deal. Um, and then I, I think that I mean you I Miami think has a lot of draft picks. Yeah, they do, and I think that you would have to get your hands on that um, that high pick they have. What is it now? Like five, three, something three. like that. It's, no, it's number three. Yeah, it's number three from them. And it's from the Houston Texans. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. So they would have to get their pick back. Um, yeah. I mean, at the very minimum, but probably more than that. Even I mean, that's that's kind of because. I mean, it depends too how what they think about dude. Because if if they if they're not sure how good he's gonna be, like like I am, I mean, Tua wouldn't mean much. You know what I mean? But that third, yeah, I agree. Third I agree. Is it would would look a lot better, and then some. I don't know necessarily. You know how, but the thing about it is, we gotta understand. Do you ask, like, do you ask for both first round picks for Miami? I mean, I think you definitely gotta ask. I mean, we, I mean, I think that's the starting point. I think it's, I think automatically for me, it's two of plus the first two this year. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, we got to think too. I mean, how good Deshaun Watson is. I mean, like, like yeah, exactly. He, like he, when we went, he's a top five. We went, he's a top five quarterback. Yeah, he he definitely count wise. I mean, it has to be has to be a steep price. Yeah, I mean, and you're giving a team like the Miami Dolphins who are. One position away from being a contender. I mean, they were really good this year, and you're giving them a now an MVP top quality quarterback that now makes them a Super Bowl contender. You're asking, I'm asking for at least two to three first round picks plus two of Tagovailoa, and that's my starting price for Deshaun Watson. Um, but Chris, asking you the same questions. If you have no choice, if Deshaun gives you no choice, you're the general manager and the owner of the Houston Texans. What's your asking? Price for, for. Uh, it's not a lot to uh, well, 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 how of that, and uh, he has a handful of you and an E, and he's already moving. You don't know how great the sign is. No, uh oh, but we don't know what no off, don't know how the tool is. Yeah, so in, in that, in that light. I, I would want Tua, but I would want this first round pick. I would want my pick that, that that was possible. I would want this first round, the 18th overall pick. I would want the two picks from the next round, the second round. And I would want this next year. I want the team to I want it all. That, that's yeah, what the Chargers want. That's a lot. I don't think you get that trade. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, Deshaun's worth a lot. But if you're asking for both all first and second round picks and a pick next year plus Tua, I don't know if I if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I don't know if I do that. That's you're asking. I mean, you I mean, he's worth the King's ransom. There's no doubt about that. I'm not Yeah, I mean, I get it, but I mean I mean Deshaun can sit out. I mean, it's a possibility for a trade, but I mean, until you get a better asking price. Because I don't see the Miami Dolphins doing that. I mean, there might be some people who say, yeah, do it, trade it. You know, you trade all your draft picks for somebody like that level. And I mean, and the Miami Dolphins still would have probably, I think, I think they had like six picks in the first like three or four rounds, the first hundred picks or something. They have a lot of draft picks. So I mean, that that's mm-hmm. still leaving them with a lot of room to fix some issues. But 
I mean, the Miami Dolphins still have a lot of holes. I mean, they need another weapon. They need some corner. They need some help on the defense, but they need more offensive line. They need a running back. They need some. I mean, it'll be the same situation, unfortunately, for Deshaun in Miami, which I don't get why that's his preferred destination because they don't have a great offensive line. They don't have a running back. They don't have wide receivers. They, how, I mean, you're going come, to the exact same. How are you going to put your head foot over your head foot over? Doesn't make sense yeah. to me. I, if it's just one, one black, I will take you to say it. I, 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 I'm going to say it to all of us. If it's just one black. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and Chris Greer, uh, go ahead and look up the general manager. Yeah, um, I mean, like, <laughs> he just likes that whole route. It's my end. All the ladies, it's a nice place to live. Who wouldn't want me in my end? No saying, yeah, but still, I, mean, I don't understand. I don't understand it. I honestly, because if you, I, I did not know this, but Chris Greer is African American. Brian Flores is African American. I'm right. definitely thinking be, it, it has to be that he wants to go there because of the black head coaches and the black general manager. I mean, oh. I, it's a culture that he wants to be around. That I mean, it's, it's a little racist. I think by Deshaun, I get why. I mean, you want. I mean, I know there's a lot of you know racism in the world and I don't think it's necessarily it is very much so and that needs to change there's no hands down no, there definitely. needs to be more but I mean the show got pissed the yeah and that's why I think that's my problem is that just because of skin color you're gonna get pissed that they hired a white general manager and not a black one or a, a a minority i mean they still can do a minority i mean unfortunately they yeah. didn't interview any minority head coaches besides i think they brought in marvin lewis i mean so it looks like they're and they didn't bring in robert uh Celine. what's his name follow they didn't bring in ron sala and they didn't bring in eric b but everything around the nfl culture is that eric b might not get a head coaching job this year again because on how bad of an interviewer he is I mean, apparently he is an awful interviewer, but just because you're a bad interviewer doesn't mean you're not great for your job. Right. Because, I mean, look, look at Adam Gates. Adam Gates got two head coaching jobs and never had a proving – I don't think he ever had a winning season, but he got two head coaching jobs. Must be an amazing interviewer. Yeah. But, uh, Tyler, what do you have on everything? I, I'm curious, like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, one more thing on the Deshaun Watson thing. But before that, just so everybody knows, the Pittsburgh Steelers are getting their asses stomped right now. Shut up. You, you really don't put that out there in the universe, okay? Oh, my God. Now it is. Yeah. God damn it, Tyler. Really? We don't say that out loud. You sh- You just sit there and let it happen. Then when it gets close to the end, you say something. You yeah, don't say something. In the first quarter? I'm talking shit. You know what it is? I, I really, don't you really, really hate to see it, by the way? But either oh, way. Back on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I think Miami is an odd place to want to go anyways. Um, I mean, unless you just want to go there for the weather. I mean, okay, that's fine. But uh, as far as the team, you know, around in there, um, there's plenty of places that are Great. better. Yeah. Um, 
Very much so. I mean, but I mean, I mean, the Vontae Porter is not bad. Not that bad with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but he's not good either. I mean, no, Parker might be one of the most overrated wide receivers in the NFL. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's not good. Go ahead, it's not just the receivers, though. Also, I mean, like you said, they their line's not any good. They have no running back. I mean, if you're throwing out destinations, if you're him that you would want to go to, I would think a team like Chicago. Sorry, sorry, but I mean, that would be like, I mean, that would have to be high on the list. Um, Indianapolis would have to be high on the list. I mean, there's places that are are put together better, and and position better than the Dolphins are right now. Um, so, yeah. I don't understand that. O- offensively, uh, this is, I mean, there's teams better offensively than there is. I mean, the Miami Dolphins is pretty legit. Right. Well, that's true, but we can say that about Chicago. Uh, I mean, the Colts, I mean, their defense but is Miami or Chicago has a good defense or a good offensive weapons. I mean, maybe. I mean, Allen Robinson is a free agent, but, you know, I like what they have. You know, David Montgomery looks good. They have a better offensive line. No, they don't. I don't know. Oof. They're both bad offensive lines there. Um, yeah, at least Miami's got some dumb offensive line, and they have no offensive line. In, in yeah, yeah. It's really if they have Allen Robinson or not. I mean, that's really what it comes down to with Chicago. But it's going to be curious. I mean, it, it has to be because they kept saying Chris Greer and Brian Flores. I mean, it's definitely a culture wanting to be – you know, an all-black exactly. culture. And there's nothing wrong with that. Cool, go get it. But, I mean, to get pissed off because you weren't involved and they hired a Patriot guy who might be the wrong skin color that you didn't want kind of is a, a a baby way of doing about it. I mean, I'm not saying that he wanted to be like that. Maybe what he didn't want. You know he wanted the line. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because Patrick Mahomes has – gone out there to Deshaun multiple times, they're great friends, and have said, I I put my word, my stamp of approval on Eric. Go get him. Tell them to bring Eric in. And, and if Patrick Mahomes is saying that and no one else is listening, there's something wrong. Uh, Peyton Manning gave his uh, word for Adam Gase. Just remember that. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I mean, I think some GMs and owners and people in these interview processes are too focused on maybe how he interviews. Make, some people are just not good interviewers. I, I mean, I'm not the greatest interviewer I'm sometimes, but I'm, fan, I'm fantastic at what I do. But, I mean, proof of work. I mean, it's been talked about in multiple of our online uh, Twitter chats. The proof of work is in the, is now out there. You know what Eric Bedemy is going to offer you, at least offensively-wise. I think you need to overlook maybe he, and the team needs to take a chance on Eric. And at least, I mean, he deserves a shot to be an NFL head coach. He, he keeps getting bypassed two years in a row. But this is Ron Rivera back in the day, too. Ron Rivera was overlooked for a long time. You know, and never got the job until finally Carolina. Yeah, so, but we'll go ahead and move on. We've been talking about that for a while. Be just something fun to watch throughout the offseason, definitely with 
you know, the playoffs starting, which we'll go ahead and get into and talk about the Saturday games with the first game, which was the Colts versus the Bills. My big rundown is that the Bills finally won a playoff game for the first time. The last time the Bills won a playoff game, Josh Allen wasn't even born. So fantastic for the Bills. Congratulations to Bill Mafia. All I can say is the refs screwed this game up royally and almost gave the game away to the Colts. How you don't overturn that obvious fumble at the end of the game and give the ball back to the Bills who recovered it is just asinine. And that, I mean, something needs to change with these refs. These refs all year have been making bonehead decision after bonehead decision and costing so many games and teams wins. And I, we need to hold them more responsible than we do like players. Players get suspended for things. I think refs are, start getting suspended or fined for bad play calling and everything else because they're just as important to the game than as the players. And you're finding and screwing these players over, but these refs can keep fucking up week in and week out if nothing happens to them. That needs to change. But congratulations, Bill. Josh Allen looks good. Stephon Diggs is a monster. Uh, this might be Philip Rivers' last game. Uh, that's sad. Philip Rivers has been an amazing quarterback. Could be a Hall of Famer. He definitely has everything. He's been a great quarterback. I'm sad that he never got to win a, a Super Bowl, but uh, I'm curious to see what he does. This could be a massive change for uh, Philip Rivers and quarterbacks this offseason. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. almost had that touchdown in the corner. He could be. He's going to be a really star in this league. Uh, Tyler. Do you have any thoughts or opinions on the Bills-Colts game? Well, first of all, uh, Phillip Rivers is uh, definitely a Hall of Famer, not a could-be. Um, but as far as the game goes, um, you know, I, you know, like you said, um, you know, happy for the Bills fans, obviously. I mean, it's been a long time coming for them. Um, you know, this definitely was not the Bills' best performance, that's for sure. Um, yeah. You know, they didn't look – a good part of this game, um, and I also agree that, that that was most definitely a fumble. I don't know how that was not revert, you know, how that wasn't changed because it was definitely a fumble without a doubt. Um, you know, they, they definitely screwed that up. Um, and, you know, as far as um, Phillip Rivers goes, you know, I, I've always wanted to see him win a Super Bowl. Obviously, those chances look about as dim as they could get, especially if he ends up not coming back. But, you know, I think that if you're – I think that if you're him, if the Colts will have you back next year, I think you should come back, um, assuming that That's they, the only place he said he will come back. He says it's Colts yeah. or I'm gone. That's why he's come out and said that. So, I mean, assuming that they they try to improve, you know, it, you know in the areas that they need to, I think if I'm him and they will want him, if they want him back, he definitely should come back and try it one more time with them. Um, because that Colts team is not bad, obviously. They, they they have they have some good things going for them, but obviously there there's some things that they're 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 lacking. Um, so I mean, I'd like to see him come back. I'd like to see him win a Super Bowl, obviously. Um, but yeah. who knows if that'll you know end up happening at this point? Yeah. I agree with everything you just said. I mean, I, I would love to see Phillip Rivers. I was, it was like when watching that game, I was like, I want the Bills to win because it's been so long. But then I'm like, 
I want the Colts to win because I want Drew, I want uh, Philip Rivers to get a Super Bowl. And it was like it was a horrible game to watch because I wanted both things so much. But I ended up wanting the Bills just because of everything. But I really wish the best and hope that he comes back one more year with the Colts if they'll have him, like Colt, uh, Tyler was saying. But Chris, what do you have? First of all, I'm not Colts. So I want to say that's not quarterback. That's not quarterback. <laughs> um, first of all. It just it, it, it that Josh Allen willed this team to win this game. Yeah. All these crazy plays that he made, that, that designed the run where it was supposed to design the power, pull that power, and then, you know, he got stuck and threw it in the back and then from Josh and Max. Look, it shows how great Josh Allen is becoming. Yes. Not right yet, but he's not in the Um, Philip Rivers is a hot man for that, and there's no doubt about it. He's had some bad luck. Oh, very bad, much bad, so. bad he luck. Has. He has. And he had a little incident with uh, the talent and the talent. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I would not surprised him on it, though. You know, how long can you think can you think something for no, it, 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 yeah, just think about this because I'm sitting here thinking about it while you're talking. Who did Philip Rivers replace in San Diego? Mm-hmm. He, re- he replaced Drew Brees, who's still in the league. Mm-hmm. Drew, Brees. Drew Brees and Philip Rivers <laughs> could retire the same year with each other. That's yeah. just that's my way. That is poetic. I mean, that would be poetic as hell. I mean, that I just think that's amazing that Phil. I mean, Drew Brees has lasted that long. Got he was in the league for four years already, and then he's lasted just as long as Philip Rivers. I mean, that's that's amazing. No, but but the GM who drafted Drew Brees, really liked Drew Brees, and he thought Drew Brees was great. But no, John Butler's successor, Alex. And then Smith did not like him. He liked him out of his form of that. I mean, I get it. Yeah, if I'm a GM and I'm at the end of a quarterback's contract and it's not my guy, I want my guy. I mean, you that's why you become a GM. Like right. like drafting the movie. You know, I want my team. Like how he Kevin Costner says it. I want my team. I want to place a team I believe can win, you know. And that's all of our dreams. We would all love to be in that position. Right. So – um, also, go ahead and move on to the second. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Uh, go ahead and move on to the second game of the night. It was the Los Angeles Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, John Warford got hurt really early in the game from a brutal hit from Jamal Adams. Jared Goff, 12 days after surgery, comes in and plays not good, but good enough to win. Um, Cam Akers is a monster for Los Angeles. Um, Seattle has some work to do across the board. Russell Wilson is horrific against good defenses and great defenses. I mean, just look at his stats against bottom half or mid bottom half and top half. They're astronomically different. And to be an elite quarterback, uh, an elite quarterback, you shouldn't be that much of a difference between great defenses and bad defenses. And they're that much. I mean, I know he hasn't had an offensive line, but he has the weapons. He has a good running game. Russell Wilson, 
looked really bad. Mr. Limited, not unlimited. That's for damn sure this game. Um, Jared, Aaron Donald's a monster. This is going to be a tough game for my Green Bay Packers. I'm glad it's in the Fosden Chandra up in Lambeau. That, just so you know, they are playing the uh, Rams. The Packers are. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Cooper Cup got hurt, but they're saying that's going to be fine. Um, that's it from this game. Uh, it's going to be interesting. The team's coming in hurt. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks have to go pay Jamal Adams. I'm shocked that they didn't get that done during the season and waited so long. Because I talked about it when he got traded that they should have signed him the week they got him and they went through the whole season. So uh, I'm curious to see if they let him walk to free agency after trading a first round pick for him. I can't imagine they do. But Tyler, what do you have from the Rams Seahawks game? Just want to let you guys know and everybody that's listening, I am horny as a motherfucker right now. Because the Browns. Hell yeah, they're putting a smackdown on these hoes. All right. Moving to the game that we're talking about, the Rams-Seahawks. Okay. I'm highly distracted right now. But anyways, here we go. So uh, this game really kind of pissed me off, by the way, because it put my Super Bowl predictions in the toilet already. Um, yeah, it did. I've been, but I'm, I have to say, though, I've been saying for – I've been saying all year that I haven't believed in the Rams, and I still don't. Uh, I guess that's good for you because I think your Packers are going to take care of them pretty handily here. I just don't – I don't – I just I, – I don't know what it is. I'm just not a fan of this Rams team. I, I don't – like, I'm still kind of – I'm still surprised <laughs> that they won the game. I, I just don't know what to say about it. It's – it's what I said earlier, Jamal – or uh, Russell Wilson is horrifically bad against great defenses. It's proven all year long. All year, Russell Wilson has struggled massively against good defenses, and it showed again that he Man, struggled talk about one play, Mountain Butler, that's all I got to say. A Mountain Butler interception, that, that simple uh, is right there. <laughs> yeah, since he, yeah, yeah, since then he hasn't been back to the Super Bowl. No, I mean, do you have anything else on the game there, Tyler, besides your Super Bowl predictions going to the tank? No, I'm good. <laughs> Chris, what do you have from the Seattle? <laughs> what do you have? First of all, imagine your Super Bowl pick being in the toilet. Couldn't be me. Um, by the way, this game was a small that final still sweet at halftime that spoke to win. I don't know what one was worse. That's one of the Saints games, but at that rest, oh my God, the Hey, first of all, the Saints, oh, the Saints, sorry, the Seahawks, they build themselves up front on both sides of the ball. It's never lying to hit your end pressure. Carlos Dunlap, you know, he's all right, but he's going. Uh, they're all in the line and stop, and it didn't block anybody. It didn't block anybody in that pass rush, and Russell Wilson was that set. I'm sorry. I, I'm not making it easy for Russell Wilson, but. Yeah, I'm so glad that that. He's always had an awful. You're you're giving him excuses because his offensive line has always been bad. Yeah, it has. And he's won a Super Bowl. And he's won a Super Bowl and he's been to a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl, with a horrific offensive line. So that's not an excuse. He just played bad against good. 
no, 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 and no, and then that was the running man. I don't know what happened. I had no running man. But the hats were out for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I had no idea on did not expect them to win this game. But honestly, this so dark to me. And I, and I hope that the Green Packers look badass. I hope so. I mean, Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey is going to be a great matchup. I mean, that definitely means MVS and Alan Lazard is probably going to have to step up. Uh, um, yeah, I know. MVS. God. We saw MVS play today. Thank God it oh, wasn't yeah. MVS. Okay. I saw MVS play. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it was a great game. Good for the Rams. I liked them all year long. You guys, you know, I predicted them to get to the playoffs and be second in their division, everything that happened. I, I'm still not sold on this team. This offense is not what it was. The defense is pretty legit. So we'll see what happens next week with the Packers-Rams. But we'll move on to the last game from Saturday night, and that was uh, the Buccaneers versus the Washington Redskins or the Washington football team. I'm going to keep calling them the Redskins. That's who they are. Um, Tom Brady played pretty amazing. Uh, this is amazing offense he has. He still gets hit. Um, Chase Young disappeared, saying he wanted Brady and didn't do anything all night long. Uh, Tyler Haneke needs to be mentioned. He looked 10 times the quarterback than our boys quarterback, uh, Tyler, who loves Dwayne Haskins. Tyler Haneke is 10 times the quarterback than Dwayne Haskins ever is. Um, he moved the ball. He looked well. I mean, I'm curious. And he's a free agent, so I'm curious what Washington does with him because, I mean, they need – He's at least worthy of bringing back. He's shown a lot. Um, Antonio Gibson disappeared. This was a this was probably one of the better games from the weekend. It was a lot of fun. Brady is Brady. He hates seeing the magic, but it's still there. I hope to God the Saints beat him. I don't know what I want from that game to be honest with you, because I think I want the Saints against Brady. Oh my God, Big Ben is just falling apart. I love it. Oh, you hate to see it. Tyler. Hey. Tyler. What? Hey. <laughs> hey. Go ahead, hey. Tyler. Go ahead, Man. Tyler. You can move it. By the way, Tyler's doing it. Tyler's doing it. Let Tyler speak. Let Tyler speak. Okay, Tyler, right, Man, he is giving them the old Peter with no lubrication. <laughs> <laughs> Live reaction here, folks. Live reaction. Wow, 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 wow. I and you know yeah, another thing? Is... I love to see rapists up there. Yeah, this is amazing. I did not see the I'm sitting here across my kitchen floor, looking into my uh, living room, watching the game in the corner, and I just watching. Of the it, it's a special teams coach right now. Um, huh. But this proves, I mean, this proves to me, we're just going to move it. We talked about the Bucks game. We'll move back to here and I'll get the other guys' opinions. But since we're talking this game so much, we'll just go ahead and give our opinions and thoughts really fast on the Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers game, which at this point in the first quarter, which is at two or three minutes, I can't tell from my angle. It's 21 to three. Or 20, Thank you. It's 21 0. Yeah, and Big Ben is looking like trash. Um, you know, this was the hottest team. Mike Tomlin's the 
coach of the year. I'm pretty sure this is the time when we all know and love so much. He chokes, he loses control of his team. And um, if I was the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, they're not going to get rid of Mike Tomlin. It's been talked about for years, but they're going to hold on to him again. I would almost consider maybe if I'm the Jets or I'm calling the Jets and saying, hey, you want Mike Tomlin? Because I think they need to move on from him. Uh, if I'm the Steelers as well, I'm moving on from Big Ben. I'm telling him we don't want you. Do not come back next year. Um, Tyler, what do you have on the whole Pitt Steelers situation? Um, they're trash. And I love seeing every second of this too. I love I love it. Okay? I love every second of it. Cut down Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is the most overrated coach in the in the league. It's not even a question. Um, to be honest with you, they won't get rid of him, but they definitely should get rid of him. Like this dude, these teams, the Steelers teams have been doing this shit for like ten years now. They they come into the they come in and they have these high hopes. They usually have really really good teams, and then they can't make it out of the first game they play. And, and it's like okay, I mean, like I I just don't understand. Well, like they, what? Say what? Well, yeah, what are you saying? What? 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 One more time. Go ahead, Tyler. But yeah, no, I don't understand. I, I don't understand why they hold this guy with such high regard. Like to me, he's not really even that great of a coach. Um, his teams are very undisciplined, and obviously, the Steelers team in general just they they never they always fall flat on their face anymore. Um, you know, it's time that people understand this is not you know the Steelers of the what are they seventies eighties? I mean, even the ones you know with Bill Cowher, it's not even that team anymore. Like, like they're not the same bunch. Yeah. I mean, he's been the head coach for 13, going on 14 years. I mean, he has a good record. I mean, but his playoff, he's going to be eight and eight. If this, if this keeps going away, he has an eight and eight record in the playoffs. I mean, you know, for being this great head coach of what he is, I mean, he's a little over 600 when it comes to winning records, but I think I'm with Tyler. I think he's very overrated. He, I mean, he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. You can't say he's not, but he's lost, I think, a lot of discipline. This is every year his team falls apart. You know, they everybody said that this was the – and we said at the beginning of the year, and people bashed us, all three of us, because none of us were high on the Steelers. And then the Steelers go 10-0, 11-0, whatever, and then they, the Washington Redskins happen. And then they lost. And then they lost again. And then they lost again. And then, then they're struggling. And now they're getting their butt flipped in the playoffs. This is what we thought the Steelers were. That's Chris's favorite damn saying. This is who we thought they were. I mean, damn it, the hell they are, and I think it's time for them to move on. But, Chris, what do you have on this game? First of all, no, that's Marvin Lewis. Imagine if Mike Tomlin had never won that Super Bowl. Imagine. Cowers. He won, he won Cowers. Yeah. He won with Cowers' team. He didn't win with his team. That was oh, yeah, I don't, team, so. I, I, I don't, but that, but because he won the one Super Bowl, everyone thinks about him as, you know, God. No. But you, you know one but, thing he has more than Marvin Lewis? He has win? eight playoff wins. I, yeah. I'm saying, this is what I'm saying. If they would have lost that Super Bowl, the whole thing is in And he's had, 
I want to think that five, five seasons for the Pittsburgh Steelers was just innate. Just not been that good. And obviously, we can talk about it. They get in the playoffs and they sit the bed. Every goddamn time. In fact, the Steelers, I mean, what? Don't have his team stop in the playoffs. Honestly, some of those teams had no business in the goddamn playoffs. And and they were in there. And those houses are really good houses. Yeah. And this is no offense to Tyler and his Bengals and Marvin Lewis, a little to Marvin Lewis, but since he's been the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the AFC North has been a joke of a division. I mean, yeah, once in a while, the Baltimore Ravens, but the Cleveland Browns have been nothing but trash since they've been there. I mean, that's legit truth. The Bengals have struggled a lot. They're always the third seed, maybe fighting for the two seed. And then it was the Ravens, the only one who ever gave them competition. So for the most part, Mike Tomlin never had a lot to fight in his division when it came to teams. I just think it's Steelers need to move on, and I they definitely need to say, Big Ben, you're done. We're not bringing you back next year. Thanks for everything. Move on. But I mean, we'll it's the same thing with the Patriots. It went unfit forever, and now the Miami Dolphins in the middle of Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll go ahead and get back to the last Saturday night game a little bit because we didn't get opinions. But, uh, Tyler, what do you have on the Buccaneers-Washington game? Yeah. Um... This game, I have to give it to Ta- uh, Taylor Heineke. I mean, he played his ass off. Um, you know, they they definitely gave the Buccaneers a test, that's for sure. Um, I kind of thought that this I, – I, I really wanted, you know, the, the Redskins to win this game. But, I mean, realistically, I think we all knew that was going to be a tough chore. Um, but, you mm-hmm. know, they did keep it – they did keep it very close. And, I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, you know, like I said, I, Heineke, I mean, he passed off and he, you know, he deserves a shit ton of credit for that. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, the better team, I think, won. Um, but, I mean, it, it was actually not a bad game, though, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, I just, you have to give it up to Heineke because, I mean, this guy, I mean, I mean, no disrespect to him, but I mean, he's a nobody, and he came into this game and and played his ass off about as hard as you could, and damn near came out with the win. Yeah, you're very accurate there with everything you just said. Uh, nobody thought, definitely with Alex Smith, nobody thought this game was gonna be competitive, and Henneke kept the game competitive and kept them in the game, which is more than we thought, and probably the whole football world thought. Everybody thought after Alex Smith was gonna be benched because of the injury that the Washington had no chance, and Henneke said, "No, I'm pretty good. I can keep us in competitive." And he did. He fought, he, I mean, besides the one interception, he fought with Tom Brady tit for tat. So good on Henneke. Good for the Redskins or the Washington team, whatever you want to call them. Um, Ty, Chris, what do you have on the game? Yeah, Tyler Henneke played his ass off, but you know, it, it was, and, and there was Absolutely, not even this game. But Hans Smith did his best, you know, NBF in person. And then, yeah, yeah, Rock the Ball, Nick Rock, you know, they were in this game. And then, uh, by the way, Nick, um, Hans Smith calling out, calling out, calling out the
and said, I want Tom Brady like it's a, a wrestling match. And then it, it don't show up. And then, you know, the fucking little line look, but it's not like fantastic. I, I don't know how one that it, 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 it's like I'm talking about Tom plays out and that's what happens. Um, Tom Brady, you know, there's a reason why number one in playoff wins. Um, well, you say that about Chase, well, you say that about Chase Young. Chase Young did that in his whole college career at Ohio State. He uh, always said something. He was rambunctious and then disappeared in the big games. That was a, that was Chase Young's biggest problem. In all the big games that mattered, he disappeared. And when it came to the big game in the playoffs, he disappeared again. I'm not saying he's going to be like that his whole career because no. after watching him this season, I think he's going to learn. I think he's going to say, no, fuck this. I'm going to become somebody. No Wilson Phillips at all. Yeah, Ryan Kerrigan hasn't showed up in a couple of years, so that doesn't Nothing. matter. Yeah, Ryan Kerrigan, that's a contract and a player that Washington probably needs to move on from. But we'll go ahead and move on to the first game from the Sunday night game or the Sunday games. And that's the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. This was also another slow game. It was a pretty decent game, even though it was slow. It's uh, low scoring. The Ravens won. Lamar Jackson, the running back, won the game, not the quarterback. Lamar, the quarterback, threw an interception, made a couple of good throws, but inaccurate still as usually he is. And uh, he only won the game because of his feet. That's what he does. Uh, Ryan Tan, uh, Derrick Henry completely shot the bed. Uh, any chances of maybe him getting the MVP or even being a long shot at MVP dissipated today because he was completely awful. And the, I honestly, I'm curious on how much this hurts Arthur Smith's chances with the head coaching job because I mean, it, the offense looked awful today, struggled all day long. Um, so I'm curious if that's going to hurt him at all, because everybody, you know, he was interviewed by all six teams. And um, I'm just interested on how much that's going to affect his uh, uh, coaching stock after today's performance. Was he too focused on interviewing for jobs and not preparing for the game? I mean, that's what I take away from the game today. That's all I really have. I mean, good. I'm, I'm good for Lamar Jackson. I'm finally getting the playoff game because that, that whole, you know, ordeal got annoying well he's never won a playoff game well yeah he hasn't but now he has he didn't win as the quarterback he won it as a running back and on that note i'll pass it off to tyler i know he loves lamar jackson tyler what do you have from this today's game well my question is if you're the titan you should be ashamed of yourself um losing to a running back disguised as a quarterback um i mean who, who do the ravens play next they play – it still decides on tonight's game because if the, if the Steelers win, they would play the Steelers. But if they – if the Browns win, the Browns will play the Chiefs and then the tight, uh, the Ravens will play the Bills. So it depends on the outcome of tonight's game. Well, either way you look at it. So, but right now yeah. the Ravens will play the Bills. Okay, yeah, so they – there's no way they're winning that game because – um, 
the the running the running back at the quarterback method is not going to work because when the Bills get up on the Ravens, guess what? Your running back has to throw it, and we've seen this show before. So you know, congrats for them winning against the Titans, but um, they're not going deep in these playoffs because the minute that they get down, they're not going to be able to come back. Which is what I've said about them yeah. for a while. Yeah, I completely agree. The, their their offense has not been the same this whole season. Lamar's came on a little bit, but he definitely did not come on today with his passing. So I agree. I don't think they have a chance because the Buffalo Bills defense is elite as well. They have the players to contain Lamar Jackson if that's the game they have to go and end up playing. Um, Chris, what do you have on the game? First of all, hmm, all along, right. Mr. Linden. You're, you're, you're really going to sit here and. By the way, the Linden put down 10 to nothing in the end at the Linden's game. They're the only team in football that's been down 10 to nothing and haven't won a game. Even the Atlanta Falcons have they've done that. <laughs> How terrible was that? Anyway, yeah. Lamar, and uh, yeah, they were in the place. And, and that's what I thought he would do. I, I told you that. They're in a run, run all over the place, and they ran all over the place. But my thing is, did Penn State any halftime adjustments? Because they did, they did nothing, it, it seemed, to adjust to the offense and to, to stop, or not stop, to have a react them stopping uh, him. Absolutely nothing. And this is yeah. showing, this shows one effect that uh, you have on yeah, that's my whole point, too, with uh, Arthur Smith and head coaching is on how much his team changed and how much little adjustments he made and how bad the team looked today. So I'm curious if any organization says he's not ready and He's not going to get a head coaching job this offseason because of today's performance by the Tennessee Titans offense. And you're 100% correct on Derrick Henry. On um, Once you take Derrick Henry away from that offense, he, he's just they're not that good. Also, to say that out there, near the end of the game, Corey Davis, who's had a miraculous season and a comeback season, uh, was hurt. And they were using some guy I've never even heard of. I'm not even going to try to say his name. I think it was Westbrook um, was out there. And that's where the interception came from, you know, the third, fourth string wide receiver, fifth string wide receiver slipped, fell, and Marcus Peters was there to pick it off. So, uh, you know, and if you look on that play, A.J. Brown was wide open, and, you know, Ryan Tannehill was not paying attention to his best receiver on the field, you know, and he could have thrown a deep touchdown on that play, but he didn't throw the ball to the right player. So it's just going to be interesting what happens to the Titans this offseason if if they're going to have to rebuild that offense again with Smith leaving. And so that's that from that game. I don't think there's much more we have to say. And we've, and then we'll go into the last game of tonight since we've already talked about the Steelers and Browns and that's the bears versus the saints. This was a horrible game, slow game. I know the big thing was Nickelodeon. I didn't get to see any of the Nickelodeon stuff unless it was posted on Twitter because I don't have Nickelodeon. 
but that's I guess the biggest takeaway. That's how boring this game was. Is that Nickelodeon was throughout the timeline because there was nothing else to talk about. Drew Brees was okay. Uh, Matt Nagy needs to be fired. That's my takeaway. This offense was horrifically bad today. I mean, they made no halftime adjustments. They didn't come in this game prepared. I mean, I don't want to even want to blame Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I think this game plan was just horrific from the start. I mean, I think they had six total first downs in the whole game. Six first downs in the whole game. That's ridiculous. I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Saints defense either, but, I mean, I think that was just more of a bad game play and being out coached. And I, if the Bears are smart, you move on from Matt Nagy. I think today proved enough that he is not the coach that you're looking for for that team. But, uh, Tyler, what do you have from the Saints-Bears? Yeah, this one was a snooze fest. Um, I mean, honestly, super boring game. Um, You know, it it sucks because it could have been a lot more entertaining, Um, you know, because the Bears defense did a pretty good job against the Saints today, um, all things considered. And, and, you know, I I even think that the game might have went a little different had – Wims not dropped the fucking touchdown that oh. he had in the end zone. I mean, come on, like, and and the craziest part is he hauled in a catch that was like really really nice on the sideline to play before, and then goes down. He's wide open and, and drops the pass in the end zone. Had he had made that That's catch, the he might have had it. Oh yeah, yeah and that was the be- I mean that beautiful throw by Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I mean it was right on the money. H- had that play have been made, that game might have been different in general. Who knows? Um, but, I mean, yeah, it, I it was a super boring game. Um, but, I mean, you know, they had some opportunities they missed. And, you know, unfortunate for them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely very much so. I mean, I completely forgot about that win play. And, yeah, how do you drop that? I mean, that 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 was a game changer for the whole – both teams, obviously. But uh, it would definitely have been a massive different outcome if the Bears scored there. Uh, Chris, what do you have from the news fest? Oh man, that Nickelodeon didn't win. <laughs> uh, Michael Collins put in the end zone and they all slashed him with some slime and it was a good time. Huh. It, it was like a nice little Nick that I, I think it out here. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I didn't sit on the Nickelodeon eat that long, but it was great. Um, yeah, that that it went block uh, a back later. You hate to say that if it happened in the first quarter, but it was really depending on the whole game. Yeah. Put some respect on Chuck Pagano's name because his defense played right out until the very end. Yeah, they did. They, they, really they, had, did. they had no secondary. I, I want to say the whole secondary was almost out. Except Kyle Fuller was like the last guy they had. Muscle Screen was out. They, they were missing a bunch of guys. And they. They kept it close into the second half. But, by the way, this team did not have that bad of an but he had no help. Yeah, I think there was a lot from that, that game that hurt Mitch Trubisky, like I said, play calling, offensive calling, Matt Nagy with a bad game plan. I think, like I, I said on Twitter earlier before the podcast, is if I'm the Bears and if I'm their GM, which who needs to be replaced as well, but I'm moving on from Matt Nagy. I give Mitchell Trubisky a one-year deal to prove it, that he can do it with a better offensive coach. But uh, I'll be interested to see what happens. Good on the uh, Saints. I mean, they didn't look anything amazing today either. I mean, it's going to be a good matchup next week against the Bucks. 
But uh, that's it for the games. We'll go ahead and get to our last subject of the day, which is quit playing. And uh, I'll go ahead and get this out of my way because mine's not going to be a super long. Um, it's the NFL combine being talked about not happening this year. Quit playing. You just made it through a whole NFL season. You're making it through the playoffs. And you're going to tell me you're not going to do the NFL combine because of COVID? Shut the fuck up. Quit playing. You These kids will gladly quarantine themselves, get tested, and do everything they need to do to do a combine so they can put, put themselves in the position to get drafted or at least get a, a free agent contract after the draft. Quit playing. That is so stupid not to even cons- – Considering not to have the NFL combine, you just made it through a whole season. You're making it through the playoffs. You can do the damn combine. You can quarantine the kids for two weeks or a week, get them tested. There's a vaccine now. Shut up. Get the combine on and don't take chances away from these kids who are trying to make money, you know, trying to make it into the league. Chris, what do you have for quit playing? Wow. I heard that, man. Whew. went off. All right. No, we talked about this earlier, but I'm not saying it. The anthem quit playing with these fucking referees. It is fucking terrible. What's the point of instantly playing anymore? Are we getting all right or are we getting them wrong? Because it seems like we're just getting them wrong more, more often than we're getting them right. So what, what's the point of instantly playing? Also, everything is pretty much normal now. I think everything needs to be reviewable under two minutes. Maybe not during the whole thing, but under two minutes, I think everything needs to be reviewable. The things that are just fucking wrong, the quick plan is fucking rest. Yeah, like we've already said it today, and I said it too. They need to be held accountable somehow, fines, suspension, something. These refs are messing with the games and making too many massive decisions. But, uh, Tyler, what's your quick plan? Well, my quit plan goes to all the Hall of Fame voters. Um, you know, I was talking to Chris a couple of days ago, and he we were talking about you know some numbers some people have, and he brought up a brought up Corey Dillon about asking how he's not in the Hall of Fame, and I said, well, you want to know why he's not in the Hall of Fame? Because he was a Cincinnati Bengal which made me think about some other guys who should have been in the Hall of Fame a long, long time ago who are not. Um, Ken Riley has 65 interceptions in his career, which I believe ranks fifth, I believe, all time. And the man is not in the, in the Hall of Fame. That's a straight-up criminal. Um, and, and what sucks is it's going to hurt other other Bengals players down the road because for whatever reason they will not, they do not enjoy putting any Bengals into the Hall of Fame. And I think that they definitely need to quit fucking playing with that because that is downright disrespectful. A man who has 65 interceptions is not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, they need to get off their yeah, high horse. If, if, if he's, he's, any, he's any team, any team, if this man played for any other team in the league, I don't give a shit who it is. He would be in the Hall of Fame. Um, so, to me, the Hall of Fame voters need to quit playing and quit riding all these other teams' jock straps and let these players in, no matter what team it is that they play for. 
Yeah. He is he is number five with 65. He is tied with a guy who's going to go into the Hall of Fame this year, Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson is the first time ballot Hall of Famer. It's going to happen, and he is tied with Charles Woodson, or Woodson is tied with him with 65 interceptions. And higher than Ned in the Hall of Fame. And by the way, yeah. this man is old. By the way, he should have been in a long time ago. Oh yeah, he played from 69 to 83 for all of our listeners out there. And he, he played the whole time. With his, he he played his whole career with Cincinnati. 30 going years? on 20, uh, 40 years, 40 years. Oh, I thought he died. Better. Even better. 40 years, oh. and the man's still not in. Quit fucking playing. Oh, and that's why that most of the who was white and also didn't have that, no one who was white and also for the ladies had to pretend the whole thing. That should not have to happen. Yeah, no, I didn't really know that shit. Yeah, that's a good one. But that's it for uh, this week's podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. This is uh, Little B at Brunelli Sports. Chris? At Supercharge33. Tyler? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at P underscore Demet. Find our show's Twitter at AT Misfits Pod. Yep, and don't forget to find us on Facebook at the All-Time Misfit Podcast. And don't forget on iTunes to like, subscribe, and give us five stars. Thank you, and have a great week. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.